Thank you for downloading this free episode of Fun Employment Radio. You can support us by doing all of your online shopping at funemploymentradio.com slash shop. Vendors such as Zappos, ThinkGeek, Expedia, eBay, Amazon, and more. All at funemploymentradio.com slash shop. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio is is such a wasted opportunity. You could be saying whatever you want to anyone. I haven't and really yet, thought of it because no, I haven't really explained it. No, well, you need, well, you, yes, I've heard you try to explain it, and it's a very long boring, drawn-out, truthful explanation that nobody really wants to hear. They want to hear the actual, like, a story, a tale. It is pretty Like, tedious. if you're going to bring it up, you need to have something something good. I you do, know, but Maybe, like, really... um, you know, I was uh, cleaning my bathroom and a raccoon got into it and it snagged the ear and then ran out of the room. That is Something like that. That would probably be a good one. Ever going to be anything that well, I'm Well, it's an idea. Say. I've got a few ideas. I've got a few ideas we can work on with this. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here. Five Five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internets, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Which is all over the internet. Which is all over the internet. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Uh, real quick, before we get started on today's show, I want to remind everybody that if you're going to be doing any any traveling anytime soon. If you're going on some travels. Some travels, be it mm-hmm. vacation or business or whatever it is, uh, be sure to go to funemploymentradio.com slash shop which is where our cyber mall is, slash shop, and uh, click on the Expedia link right there. So if you're going to be, you know, want like to check some, some prices, travels. you want to go on some travels, you want to go on an adventure, you know, wherever it is that you're going to be going, um, just go to funemploymentradio.com slash shop. Oh, where would it. you go if you could book a travel right now? Uh Oh, okay, well, wait. Depending you go on to what. Italy. Yes, I know. That's probably blah, where blah, I would blah, go. Blah, blah. I would probably go to Rome. That's mm. that's where I always want to end up being. But it, maybe, maybe that's that, that would be. It depends on what what it's for. Is it for adventure or business? Is it for, for business? A, it, business is adventure, Greg. That's true. They don't have to be separate from. Am I on each a scheme? Am I on, am I going undercover for something, or what am I doing? I need I need a need a guideline on what it I, is. I don't know. I didn't really give it much thought. I didn't I plan investigating out your, something? your fake vacation for you. I could have all kinds of reasons. See, and this is the thing. Like I could go on a vacation and tell everybody that I'm on a private investigative tour. Like I can't tell you what it's about though. Nobody would be interested things. in you talking about a private investigative tour. Just like no one's in, interested in the real reason why I split my ear in half. I could start I could start uh, guiding people on mystery tours though. Nobody like wants be like, to go on your mystery tours. Yeah, I could take them on a mystery tour around Europe, and then they'd have to pay me a bunch of money, and I'd leave like clues places. I think I might be onto something here. I think I might be onto. I don't something think good. anyone who's visiting a foreign country who's trying to explore wants to be lost, trying to find clues that some crazy person <laughs> left for them. But see, and then I get them to pay for it. That's the whole key. That's how the scheme works. They, okay. they pay for everything. All right. Well, it's an idea. Uh, but with, with that, though, with making things up. This is where I think you are missing out on this opportunity I am, it's regarding true. your ear. Well, because I have so, been drawing a lot of attention to it lately okay. because it has been bothering me a little bit. Okay, so for anybody who doesn't know, why don't we go ahead and and have you explain what what happened to your ear? Oh my gosh! And why All this right. is happening? Well, about four months ago, it was in let's see, August, September, October. I was more than that now. It was five months. Yeah. Five months ago. I was uh, I was camping at Lake Billy Chinook at my friend's uh, property. It's property camping that we do every year. Um, and there's a cabin there called the Whorehouse that people can stay in. So <laughs> people explain either, why it's I'm called explaining, the Whore. <laughs> I am explaining. This is what my friend Brenda, what her grandparents actually named the cabin because they thought it was hilarious. So it's this old cabin that has uh, two separate bunk beds on either side. And then people who aren't staying in the cabin have, you know, like they'll stay in their campers or, um, you know, trucks or tents, whatever they are. Anyway, regardless, I got myself a spot in the whorehouse this past, um, this past <laughs> summer for camping. So, so you're uh, staying in a whorehouse. Staying in a whorehouse. By the way, uh, I can cut out any piece of that audio, and it just sounds oh, amazing. Whatever. So anyway, so this was this summer. Um, of course, it yes. was very nice outside. <laughs> and also, it is being noted in the live chat. You're calling this camping, it, where you're staying in a. It cabin. was not camping. It wasn't. Camp- it was. It was like a big party in the middle of private property, where like there's no law. It was. It was amazing. It's so much fun. It, it's a lot of fun every year. So that being said, a lot of fun also comes with a lot of drinking. So we had been, you know, drinking beers all day. We went down to the water, you know, swam around. We're floating around in floats, drinking beers, having, you know, food. It was great. Mm -hmm. Comes time to go to bed. And I'm like, oh, well, you know what would be really fun is to sleep on the 
top bunk of uh, of the bunk bed in the whorehouse, which is what I totally should do because I've been drinking all day. The bed is a child's bed. It is a children's bunk bed. That you're uh, crawling up onto. That I'm crawling up on that has absolutely no barrier on it whatsoever to keep you from rolling off. And roll off it, I did. You know, adult beds don't have barriers on them, generally. Well, I think all bunk beds should have barriers on them. They're very dangerous. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I, I decided to I wiggle around a lot in my sleep. I flipped back and forth, and I did a flippity-floppity and flipped right off the side of the bunk bed, hitting my side of my head and my ear on this desk, this sharp, sharp wooden desk that was next to the bed. And you fell. I fell. From the top bunk. I fell from the top bunk, hitting my head on that, gashing my head and ripping my ear open. <sighs> so I split my ear exactly. So I have... Um, now we have to say, you didn't have to go to the hospital. I you didn't. ended up uh, miraculously... You're actually okay compared to what it could have been. Yes, and I don't um, like to talk about what could have been, okay? So let's okay. just... All right, well, I'm just for uncom- anybody listening, I want... It could have been very bad. It right. could have, But, uh, you know, I fell off the bed, and actually our friend, uh, our good friend Dan Bozik was... Uh, I think he was staying in the bunk bed underneath me, and he was like, ha-ha, you fell off the bed! And I touched my head. Bozik and Tristan were both in there, and I think um, our friend Charlene was in there as well. And I touched my head, and when I pulled back my hand, I realized my hand... My hand was soaking wet, and it was bright red. I'm like, oh. I'm like, no, this is bad. This is bad. Thankfully, our friend Lily was there, who's a nurse. So Uh she was able to, you know, help me get it all cleaned up and gave me concussion tests all night where I was awoken every half hour, asked my name, where I live, you know, know, where I'm from, blah, 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 all the Uh concussion-y tests. But so I didn't realize at that point what that, happened, my, that oh, okay. my ear had split in half. Okay, I was, gonna, yeah, I was wondering when, where the timeline was with no, that. No, no. So I, this was just coming from my head. I had a huge scrape on I still have a scar. I can feel it um, on, on the side of my head. It was under my hairline. And it was just it was totally bleeding. I mean, head wounds bleed a lot. Yes. So when I woke up the next morning, I was looking at it. I was finally you know, cleaning off my face, and I noticed that... There is no good way to say this. I'm sorry. There are gross things in the world. This is something gross that happened to me. My ear had split in half. My ear had split in half. I had my, uh, like, where the double piercing was. I didn't have where an earring in it. Where you're on your lobe. On my lobe side. My ear lobe, my ear entirely split in half where, um, like, my second piercing was. So I mm-hmm. think it was the pressure because I didn't hit my ear. It was something to do with, like, how I landed and the pressure because it wasn't ripped out. Nothing fell out. It just was split in a complete line right where. So it's um, like your ear lobe. Popped on a pressure line. Yes, it popped like on a pressure line. Like there was an earthquake line. in your earlobe. Mm-hmm. Like the San Andreas fault of earlobes happened. Yes, that's kind of what it was. Yes, so it split it. It down split the it, and I didn't realize it you until the next it. day because I was still kind of that night. You know, we're camping. There isn't any running water or anything, so I was just like, whatever. I just want to go to bed. So. <laughs> So I woke up, you know, my whole face, the whole side of my head is like covered in blood. Uh, so I didn't realize that that had happened to my ear because it didn't hurt. Yeah. But it had split. And I, when I was finally, you know, cleaning it off, I'm like, holy shit, my ear split in half. Didn't know what to do. And so I wasn't going to go to the hospital. The hospital is like two hours away because all they could do is just glue it back together anyway. So got some, um, some like super glue kind of consistency and... Uh, tried to match it up as good as I can and glued my ear back together. Give it a little suture. Mm-hmm. Would you have stapled it if you'd had, if you'd had staples? No, no, I glued it. No, glued I would have never it. stapled okay. my ear. I'm just Greg. curious. You know, I mean, uh, anything to hold it together. So you super glued it back together. I super glued my ear back together, and that happened over this summer. That happened over this summer. And now it has healed up, but there's the reason this is coming back up is because one over this last weekend, I I overheard you trying to explain your ear to uh, to somebody we had met over the weekend. I think mm-hmm. it was Caitlin, maybe, and you were you were trying to explain what happened to your ear and then on top of that you also you also believe you have some symptoms that are going on with your i do this is your first winter with the this is my first winter i'm five years or five years five months into having uh, my deformed ear yes this is my first winter with the hideous american freak show ear. i have to tell you you know how people like sometimes like their knees ache or something if it's going to be cold or if it's going to snow sure like you know my i have my ear will start to itch uncontrollably to the point where I want to rip it off of my head. I want to just rip it open. So it's just, itching? It itches like every day. Now, like, is it completely healed? I haven't even looked at it yeah, honestly for a while. Yeah, it's completely healed. Oh, yeah. Oh. Shut up. No, it's completely healed. It's it's stuck back together. It's a little it's a little off kilter, but what can you do? <laughs> it, was, it lined up as close as you could get it. It basically. lined up as good, as okay. close as I could. Okay, as, as close as I could super glue it together. It's like if you have like a windshield and there's a fracture in it, but you put that that glue in it right away to keep it from spreading. It's like you know there's still a 
a fracture there. The line you is can still clearly there. see the line. Yeah. But it's not getting worse yet. So yeah. that's kind of what your ear is. So right it's now. basically it's stuck back together. Okay. It, it is what it is. It could have been worse. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy to have like whatever, however it turned out. I'm just I'm, I'm glad that it's stuck back together. But that being said, every time that it's gotten pretty cold here, like when it gets around like 30 degrees, uh-huh. or even when I'm outside at night, it starts to itch so bad. It's like it it just like almost like swells up a little bit, like where the the fault line is, if you will. <laughs> And then it starts to, um, yeah, it really starts to itch whenever it starts to get just when it's cold. Just when it's cold. Now, does it do it before the cold comes? It does. So it's like it's letting you know ahead of time. It does, but then it gets like really bad when I'm outside in the cold. So say it's like you know it's fifty out, but there's a there's a cold, there's a west coming in. And you know this, and then, then the ear will start itching before the cold gets here. Yeah. Like almost telling you. Mm-hmm. Like it's telling you things. It's like my cold predicting deformed ear. Okay. <laughs> Benny's not here right now, Mrs. Torrance. <laughs> so the ear lets you know that it's going to get cold. I think so. Okay. Well, and it's, and it's super itchy, like to the point, like have you ever, you know, like when you get a bad mosquito bite or something that's so itchy, you just want to like rip your skin off? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, That's I mean, like I want to keep it feels, itching it. Yeah. But it's on my ear, and like you can't scratch it very hard because I'm afraid it's just going to, you know, okay. open up. Well, yeah, I mean, you yeah. know. You, you don't you want to be careful there. I mean, that's a that's a real thin line between opening that all back up, and let alone it could spread at that uh-huh. point. So. Our friend Shockwave in the chat says, good thing that doesn't do that every time it's going to rain. That would be horrible. That would be horrible here. <laughs> that would be. That would be horrible here. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jenke in the chat says, you might say it's an eerily warning system for cold weather. Huh? Huh? Oh, boy. I really I like, like that Rick Rutherford also just threw in a Mean Girls reference in there. I respect that. I don't. You don't even know what that means. I'm not even going to say because you don't even know. What okay, that means. no, I don't. I don't know the Mean Girl, mm-hmm. Mean Girl reference. So, but here's the thing, though. Now I heard you trying to explain it, and yeah, that it's is, the, it's most, an early it's the story. least interesting story. Listen, felt, how long it took me to take it. How long that. and how very. Um, it doesn't make you seem very cool. I'll say in that story. Now it's already happened, but you're telling people you fell out of a children's bunk bed. That's they don't need to know that part. They don't. You have the opportunity to shape the story however you want. The bottom line is your ear is, you know, it's it's mildly deformed. You want to tell that story, you need to come up with a better one. Like the one I said at the beginning, you know, there was a raccoon that got into my bathroom. I don't want a raccoon my... like right. no, I don't want like some rabies rac- filled raccoon. <laughs> you like, fought off a raccoon. Story. You bravely fought no, off a raccoon. No, because then the next question would be like, "Oh, did you get a rabies shot?" There was a raccoon I don't attacking want to have to an old a woman. Shot. No. In your neighborhood. All right, fine. We'll We're skip. Not to get away from the we'll, raccoon. I, you're very creative. We'll come back to the raccoon, maybe. We'll come back to the raccoon. Right, so what about this? What about, okay, so somebody's like, hey, sir, how did you how did you hurt your ear? Well, uh, here's the thing. You know, I actually, um, back, uh, back when I was in my 20s, I was uh, actually a professional skateboarder. And one of the records I was trying to set was uh, being able to ride the rail across the Hawthorne Bridge. And I made it, you know, about three quarters of the way over. And uh, the, someone having this car, it was this guy who was like really opposed to me breaking the record, jumped up onto the curb and tried to r- run me off of the rail. And at that point, I fell. How is that story fell down any shorter or less and, boring uh, than the On the way one. down, I must have scraped my ear. But regardless, I didn't set the record, but I, I, I did make it three quarters of the way across. That was such a boring story. That wasn't that was a good even, story? That was not a good story. All right. Uh, okay, let me try this. Okay. Now it's going to be long, but the length isn't the isn't the problem here. It's the how badass you sound. I don't think the length is the issue. Okay. No, like, I know it needs to make like make me sound tough. Like, should I just say like one right, thing? Just like, this. should I say? Oh, you should see the other girl. Okay, give me. T- oh no! What? Like you got into a fight? I don't know. Shouldn't I do like You're a fight? fighting people? I think fighting off animals is cool, but I don't know. I don't I mean, want to talk about fighting off a rat. Did you fight off a bank robber or something like that? You just got get, went to a bar and got into a fight. I mean, that says that I'd I'd almost stick with the bunk bed one at that point. Well, I don't know what would. Okay, make here it, we go. Okay, here what? we go. Okay, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about this. Okay, pretend it's my ear. Pretend it's my ear, and and you ask me about my ear. Hey, so your ear looks pretty deformed. What happened there? <laughs> well, that's a very rude thing to say, but oh I mean, no, people. I understand. You know what, people? People are rude. Why is that? What people say to you? People sit, like those be like, oh, like they don't even try to mask it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, just like like they're like half vomiting, they're like I, dry heaving. Like I, re- oh, I repulse them. Your ear, oh, what happened? It's just like once you become once you become slightly deformed, like people don't care about the social niceties anymore. They just no, honestly, people will look at it and be like, "Oh God." There's actually somewhere I was going to go with with my next one that somebody in the chat already guessed. So, all right, 
but here, here we go. Here we go. I'll, uh, here's an idea. Okay, so say it to me again. All right. Your ear grosses me out. What happened to it? Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about that. You know, I've just kind of, it, it's an interesting story, actually, how that happened. I understand the physical deformity may, may look a little odd to you. Um, I was actually, I was actually on vacation a couple of years ago. I was down in Brazil where we were, it, I, I call it vacation to some people. You know, they call it helping people out. But what we were doing is skydiving in to remote villages in the Too Amazon. Long. I'm telling the story. <laughs> You are the worst person ever. <laughs> Give me a story. Skydiving the Amazon? That is already... Anyone who knows me, Greg, knows that I would never, ever go skydiving. They don't know you. That's the key. You're not understanding this. Now my ear is starting to itch. All right, what about if I came from the rough and tumble streets of Bremerton? But, okay, from Bremerton. Tell me a story. Um... I don't know. I, I wish that there was some way I could just say something really easily and simply and just have it done with instead of having to something to substitute for falling off of the child's bunk bed. OK, well, yeah, right, give will me you something. Please, will you please just tell me the rest of what you were saying? I'm sorry. When you were bringing up skydiving, it was bringing me back to our, our t- conversation with Rick yesterday. And then my anxiety was starting to flow a little bit about. No, it's fine. We don't heights. have to do the skydiving thing. But um, no, I want what? to know the rest of that story. What, okay, where, where would it be, what would you have done in Breverton? What would you, have you have gotten a fight? Is this, again, see, and this is where I'm trying to understand, like, you keep bringing yourself, you're, like, telling worse stories than falling off a kid's bunk bed. Let's start with this. Falling off a kid's bunk bed is the least impressive story that we could probably get. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and, and that's honest. You know, it's, it's not very, it's not a badass story. So... Now that you've done that, you're wanting to take it down even further to where you got in a fight in a bar in Bremerton? Like, that seems worse to me. I think you should be building yourself up and at the same time telling the story about the ear to where the ear becomes secondary, where they feel bad about asking about your deformed ear. They feel bad about calling your ear deformed and calling that it out. It needs to be a point They of should pride. be shamed. They should be. You know what? Everybody that's what I was trying. That's what I'm trying to do for you here. I'm trying to give you a good, solid story to where they're going to they're gonna feel disgusted with themselves for even asking if i'm to the point where and you're going to be an amazing person this is what i'm trying to do for you you're taking yourself down into the gutters you're saying yeah i got in a fight with a bremelo in bremerton no don't take yourself down that road okay that doesn't make you seem badass okay if i um maybe i was trying to all right so this guy was trying to mug because i don't want anybody's like dirty knife or anything i don't want anything like rabid raccoons dirty knives i don't want that associated with my deformed ear i would prefer like all right Say okay. I was walking down the street uh, in the rough and tumble southeast uh, southeast neighborhood, and I came across this older woman, and and she was kind of talking to these two younger guys, and they were trying to steal her handbag. And I was like, "Hey, you don't do that. What are you doing? Like, stop. Respect your elders." And they're like, <laughs> "Oh, what are you going to do about it?" And I'm like, "I'm going to do this." And then I kick them, and they fall over. But one of them tries to grab my grab at my face, and instead he grabs my earring. And pulls out my ear, and then I punch him in the face. And then he falls over, and then the cops come, and I'm a hero. You didn't really sell it. All right. You're skydiving in Brazil. Because you're skydiving, you know, some people call it vacation. This is, and this is, these are the things you got to add in. Because remember, what's your ultimate goal here? To make them stop calling me gross? Yes. To make them stop calling you gross, deformed, freakier, freakier girl. You know, freak girl. You know, weird, weird ear girl, all these things that they call you, that everybody says about you. You want them to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. So you, that's the way. That's the thing. You need to make them feel ashamed. And that's why I'm saying this is a good one. Because you make them feel ashamed for being grossed up by me. Yeah. So, so you were skydiving in Brazil because you were skydiving in. What you were doing was, was parachuting in uh, supplies to remote Amazon villages because they were dealing with some, some health issues and you were helping them out. And this is what you do on your free time. And you were skydiving in there. I wouldn't do that. And what happened was you were skydiving down and there was already... (laughs) Again, this is the point of... (laughs) I love how creative you are. (laughs) I love how completely uncreative you are. You're like, no, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) Oh, Oh, but you're talking about skydiving into a remote village. All I can think of is arachnophobia. This is not the the oh, you're not actually skydiving. I don't have to skydive. You didn't actually do this. This is why you're making up a story. 
I thought I went to funemploymentradio.com really? and clicked on the Expedia link, and then yes, I was I decided do. to go. You'd have to go to funemploymentradio.com slash shop and then click on the Expedia link, and then you bought a ticket to Brazil where you were trying to help out people. Oh, I like Carrie's suggestion. Carrie says, I, I just don't really want to talk about it. I left that part of my life in the past. No, that's no. That's not going to work. That is not good enough. That's not going to make them feel shameful for asking you about your damn ear. Oh, my God. <sighs> I was out on 82nd, and I was trying to buy meth from someone, and this guy tried to rip me off, so I get beat him up, and then we got in a fight. That's how you, that's how you split your ear. That's how it happened? See, this is, that's, what, that's the way you're going. <sighs> uh, Rick suggests, just tell people it started deforming by itself a few months ago, and the rest of my face will eventually look like this. <laughs> <laughs> then it'll make people feel no, bad. <laughs> and leaving my life behind, <laughs> leaving that life behind is not a good answer. That is... <laughs> That's not going to. That's not going to shame anybody. Ooh, nipples is a good one. What about uh, the time that I boxed Tanya Harding when she was a female boxer? That's provable, and that's why that's not good. If you're going to lie, if you're going to make up a story to make you sound badass, that one's not going to work. Somebody really could prove that one. Wait, so you're a boxer? Sure. And well, how do you know Tanya Harding? I actually did meet her one time. She uh, met her at a bar. Downtown yes, yes. at a country bar. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how we met. And then she hit me in the head with a lead you, pipe. That does not make you friends with Tanya Harding. I, to where... did I, I didn't say the word friends. I said that we were, you know, we uh, met each other. We're frustrating. You know what I've just stuck with? Like, I don't, the short answer that I've done is just like, oh, somebody, uh, you know, like my earring got snagged on something and it ripped out. <sighs> is that good? No. I was but, skydiving over Brazil to help starving children with their vaccines. And as I was landing, my parachute got stuck in a tree and one of the branches pierced the second hole of my ear, ripping it open. Luckily, I was able to bandage it in time and still help all of the small children. Yeah, see, that works good. Okay. That was, that's along the ways. Mm-hmm. That's along the lines. All right. This, this, is, this is frustrating me so much. Well, why, why don't we, why don't do you want to know how frustrating it is to have a deformed ear? Well, no, I don't have one. I mean, that's just that's awful. That's just disgusting. That's gross. Uh-huh. I mean, freakier over there. I'm going to forget about it for now. That's oh, now you're showing it. Ugh, she pulled back her... Will you stop it? It does freak me out, though. I did actually tell the bunk bed story to a couple of small children because they were being all like, um, being all crazy on top of the bunk bed. I'm like, you, you kids, be careful on bunk beds; they can be very dangerous. And I showed, uh, and they was like, what do you mean? they can be dangerous. I showed them my ear, and they were like. They were really grossed out. Then did you say, that's why you always leave a note? And that's like, why you always leave a note. <laughs> no, I did freak them out. I think showing deformities of what could happen helps them. Yeah, don't end up like this, kids. Don't end up like this. This is no life. Just like you're, you know, you can no longer make your career out of being a snapper. Man, I'm still bummed about that. I'm never going to be able to be an ear model. <sighs> wow, that's it's really, just, are you even snapping. snapping over there? I can't snap too hard. I'm afraid I'm going to snap my finger off. Hello, my friends. My name is Eric Stillen. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. See, if you, though, end up, like, trying to help kids now, then you're going to have to go around to, like, schools. Maybe you should go around to, like, elementary schools and tell kids, like, horror tales. Kids like me. Like, like kids, that, like, every time, like, maybe camps would hire you. Because when kids go to camp, they're probably going to stay in a bunk bed. But like, before we start off this weekend, we all want to end up in one piece, don't we? Well, let's find out from someone who didn't end up in one piece what can happen. Then you come out and... I do have like, the pictures of... Uh, it was a dark night in central Oregon. I do have the, the night my life changed. Of when it split, like before I'd put the glue on it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty gnarly. Okay. Yeah. Life lessons of what not to do. Mm-hmm. All right, first up, the story made me happy. Now, we've uh, talked about this before on the show, about um, that service that will that claims to, I don't know if it actually does, but it claims to send boxes of poop to people 
to enemies or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, where you can order it. Yeah. It's Uh called, like... I can't remember the name of it, but... Maybe there. It's something. I don't know. Yeah. This one... Okay, that one, not really interested in. This one is the greatest thing I think I've ever heard of, and it's called Weaponized Glitter. Now, what this does, this company anonymously sends no-not-packages of poop to people. It sends packets of glitter. Unmarked packages of glitter. Have you ever gotten glitter all over something? Yes. Do you know how hard it is to get that out? Yes, and I don't want to answer why I've gotten glitter all over something. I'm not going to answer that question. But, yeah, no, that's true. Glitter is a pain in the ass. Well, there is a website that exists now, and it's called Ship Your Enemies Glitter. And so what you can do, it claims... Was it like you open it up so it's just loose glitter and some, like... It's loose glitter in an unmarked envelope that they will send to somebody. And then when they open it, it explodes with glitter getting all over them and their everything. And they will never be able to get rid of it. How does it... We all know. How does it explode? Well, have you ever opened an envelope with glitter in it? Oh, yeah, that's true. Because you're just, like, ripping up the envelope. Yeah, you rip at the envelope or, regardless, like, it gets moved around. Uh You're going to get some glitter on you. Yeah. Ooh, Glitter wow. is awful. Yeah, so this... Uh, what so are the called... liabilities with doing something like this? I don't think there's really... I mean, it's not really a weapon. This is the best thing ever. Yeah, so it's called Ship Your en- Enemies Glitter. It claims it'll send so much glitter in an envelope that the recipient will be finding that shit everywhere for weeks. <laughs> That's pretty bad. That's pretty... Uh, I, I kind of like this. Let's see. So the Australia-based company... Uh, so this is a company in Australia, but you can order it while you're in the States. Um, so it sends its passive-aggressive assault on anyone that you'd like to send it to. And, of course, who hates glitter, which is... I mean, glitter's okay, but you don't want a ton of it in your lap or in no. your house. No, you will never get rid around. of it. Yeah, you find it everywhere all the time. So if you'd like to send this to someone, you can look up Ship Your Enemies Glitter. It costs about $8 in U.S. money. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. Not bad at all. So what does the package come in? How do they instantly open it up? It's just an envelope? Uh, it doesn't say exactly how they wrap it, but they said that it's an envelope packed full of glitter. Now, why wouldn't you just send it to them on your own? I guess you could, but this is a middleman, so you can't tell who you're getting it from. That's true. That's true. But you really don't have to have return addresses on envelopes. No, I mean, you print it out. Mm-hmm. So that way they won't know and put the address on there. Uh, people are speculating about your glitter. Greg, were you a stripper? I was not. Did you date a stripper? I will not answer that. No, I, no I've never dated, dated a stripper. No. Glitter, no, no, we're not going to, we're going to go on for You it. cannot just say, like, you know a lot about glitter. I don't know, I didn't, I didn't ever claim that I knew a lot about glitter. Okay. Next up, a story out of New York. A 17-year-old New York girl has been arrested after beating up her male classmate over the head with a metal stool and punching him in the face. After he passed gas in her general direction, <laughs> well, she beat the crap out of him. Yeah, so this girl uh, angered that a fellow pupil passed gas. How, how old was she? 17. 17, okay. Yeah, uh, a New York City high school student allegedly clobbered a male victim in the head with a metal stool that she was sitting on and repeatedly punched him in the face after he had. I mean, my guess is this guy's been doing this a lot. This wasn't and just a just one time offense. And yeah, and she snapped. I kind of don't blame her in some way. But you can't hit somebody with a metal chair. You probably can't. Well, this is, uh, well, you can't because she was arrested. But uh, her name is Joquasha Rosado. Uh, She was arrested last week following the bloody attack. This happened on Staten Island. So uh, she was named in a complaint charging her with uh, with felony assault, weapons possession, and harassment. The weapon being the metal stool. (laughs) So her attack on the 15-year-old boy left him with a bleeding gash that required eight staples in his head. Uh, after hitting the victim with the metal stool, she then allegedly started punching him in the face uh, about 10 to 15 times with a closed fist. She did not like the fact that that guy was farting in her direction. I mean, how bad was it? Because it could have been really bad. Like, if every day, imagine this girl, every day she goes to school and this is what's happening. Like, every single time she's got this this issue going on with this guy. And one day she just snaps? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see getting pretty pissed. I would get pretty mad. Well, she... I probably wouldn't hit anybody with a chair, though. Probably not the metal stool. No. That probably is not going to end well. No, that's that's a lesson learned there. Well, uh... Now he's going to have to come up with a story of his own. Like, how is he going to explain this? I was attacked by a girl, but A, either he was attacked by a girl, 
So I'm going to guess this guy's probably not going to want to say that. Or B, oh, I fart too much, and it drove somebody to this much anger that they hit me with a chair. Like, it was so like, excessive that he somebody going, beat me I with fought, a My fart stool. smells so bad, so bad, that a person became uncontrollably angry and full of rage at the smell of it and wanted to hit me with a, with a metal chair. That's how bad it was. Like, see, he, that's the story he's going to have to say. His story so he needs to come up to- with a story, too. Okay, I would much rather have my deformed earlobe than a, a gash on my scar. face requiring eight staples. If someone's asking why, it's because of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his story's going to be worse. Well, from a crazy New York girl to a crazy New York woman, a woman from upstate New York has been arrested after she got behind the wheel and was found driving drunk in a Walmart parking lot, but not on beer... Or vodka, mind you. Yes, this woman was arrested for being drunk on vanilla extract. What? Now, did you know that that could get you drunk? No. Attention, Vanilla six- extract? Yeah, attention 16-year-old us. I didn't realize that that was something that happened. So this woman's name is Carolyn Kiesel. Uh, she was spotted allegedly driving erratically around a Walmart parking lot. So the 46-year-old uh, was stopped by cops after she was driving around in circles. Uh, at the Walmart parking lot, I'm I'm just confused about the vanilla extract part. Like what? Well, let me what let are me the properties? continue. Okay. All right. So she reportedly told officers that she'd gotten lost on her way home, even though she'd been driving around in circles in the Walmart <laughs> Walmart parking lot for quite some time. Uh, Kiesel, who was believed to be drunk, was breathalyzed and found to have a blood alcohol content of 026 percent which is three times over the legal limit. Now officers uh, asked her if she'd been drinking, and she said that indeed she had. She had been drinking vanilla extract, which contains 41% alcohol. Isn't that an extremely strong vanilla, too? I it mean, must, I don't know. I don't Because you don't just really, use, like, drops and stuff when you want to flavor something. She was drinking it. So it contains 41% alcohol, which is similar to the alcohol content of vodka or gin. So but, she was just chug-a-lugging. Oh. That's really gross. Like, I didn't. I, I had no where do you idea. even buy that much vanilla extract? I guess you can get a bottle of it. I yeah, suppose you could. I mean, but I just had no idea that that's actually something that you know you always hear about cough syrup and stuff. I didn't know the vanilla extract was something. Why would you bother doing that? Why not just get? Maybe she thought that she'd just smell like vanilla and okay. nobody could tell. All right. How those people who like you know like drink their secret vodka and they, because they think it doesn't smell. Yeah. It always smells. No, it does smell. It does yeah, smell. Yeah, you're not getting away with it. It might not smell as strong as like whiskey or tequila no, or whatever, you, you but smell. you smell. Yeah, yeah mm. it's no one no one doesn't think that you're drinking vodka. Yeah. Yeah, if you're one of those people, just <laughs> just to warn you. Um, huh. Uh, this was in uh, New York. Okay. This happened in New York. In yeah, upstate it's, New it's York. being said in the chat, like mouthwash. That's that's kind of what it seems like. They, I mean, you, you can drink mouthwash, I guess, and get drunk. There's alcohol in it. Technically, I so, yeah, because that's what they do in prison, right? Oh, I don't know. No, I is that what they do? They drink mouthwash. I thought so. I didn't think they were allowed mouthwash. Oh, maybe I saw. They drink it in prison, or maybe don't they drink it in leaving Las Vegas? Doesn't uh, Nick Nick Cage? Or maybe I'm thinking of Orange is the New Black, and they sell black market liquor, but they put it in the mouthwash bottles. I'm not. Oh, sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure how that works. Yeah. All right, uh, to England we go. A man with a chronic sugar craving has been dubbed the Candy Man after he's been st- after he's stolen over nine thousand dollars worth of candy. Mm. Yes, a sweet uh, tooth. He does have a sweet tooth. Does he? Uh, a sweet tooth and a chronic sugar craving. Uh, so this is out of Doncaster. Doncaster, England. I want to call it Doncaster. Okay, Doncaster. Doncaster, New England, or excuse me, not New England, England. So, uh, head detective in Doncaster, Senior Constable Leanne Trussler, says uh, the candy man has stolen $9,000 worth of candy uh, by smuggling them past staff in a shopping cart three separate times, equaling up to almost 9000 American dollars. Wouldn't they know it's him, though, if, I mean, if, so they... I'm confused. So after they busted him the first time, would they go back to the footage and then realize he'd stolen three different times? Yeah, they just keep getting... So they, they have the worst security it. ever at this store, by the way. And they're just mean, too. So it says, the candy man, an ob- uh, morbidly obese man that keeps stealing the candy. Uh, he he has his favorites that he does. He mainly targets chewing gum, Mentos, Tic Tacs, butter, and butter menthols. Uh, butter so menthols. Please, 
Police are appealing to anyone with information to come forward to find the Candyman. <laughs> it is believed that the Candyman is going online and selling the candied goods. Oh, so it's not a just profit. a sweet tooth. He's selling black market candy? He's selling Who black market candy. Who goes online to buy black market candy of like... A couple of like loose candy rolls that he's got. I think people all have their addictions. How much could it possibly be, though? He stole nine thousand dollars worth of candy, so I don't know if that's like wholesale or if that was the asking price. Stealing like boxes and boxes of candy. And again, worst security ever. Um, and truth be told, like if you're stealing nine thousand dollars of anything, that's a free nine thousand dollars worth of something. Yeah. So it has to be worth something. I guess so. Uh, So this is what he does. So the candy man. Is potentially on selling uh, online selling the goods. So uh, once inside, what do you do? Like show up at his place for like? It's like, yeah, hey, I got a big, big box of Smarties here. I don't know. Well, so this is what happens. That they could tell from the footage. Uh, so once inside the store, the Candyman fills up empty reusable shopping bags with boxes of assorted confectionery, which is British for candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he then leaves the store with his bags chock full of sugary sweets without paying. So uh, he's been able to get away with this three different times and uh, allegedly was almost caught trying to do it a fourth time, but was able to get away. So uh, the offender is described as Caucasian, 30 to 40 years old, morbidly obese with thinning, short, dark hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that's... In other words, like, exactly the person you think would be stealing candy. They're sticking in the knife a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, at this point, but uh, they kind of got to blame themselves a bit. Now, let me ask you this. You like um, you like the fake chicken nuggets, right? The uh, yes, I'm off real chicken right now. I'll right. use the fake ones. Yeah, you eat the fake chicken. nuggets. I love so. fake chicken nuggets. Now, what if you found somewhere online where you could no. buy like five no. boxes of them for half price? No, I would not buy chicken nuggets online. Well, no. these people are buying candy. That's why I'm trying to see if there's something you would buy online, food related. I think candy has more staying power than frozen fake chicken nuggets. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I wouldn't buy any kind of food product from okay. a stranger mm-hmm. online. Well, what's another, what's something that's, that's a little more stable? Hmm, what about mac and cheese? Boxes of mac and cheese. I wouldn't buy box, no. What if you get ten for a dollar I don't online? need that much mac and cheese. Nobody needs that much mac right. and cheese. Okay. I'm trying to cut back on mac and cheese. Don't tell me about these fake scenarios to which I can get ten, ten boxes for a of dollar. mac and cheese for a dollar. Fell off the truck. Hmm. All right. So I don't know. So it's some black market candy from the uh, Caucasian, morbidly obese, thirty to forty year old man with thinning, short, dark hair. Okay. Next up. Oh, this is another black market, but this one's so much worse. Oh. A man has been arrested after admitting to selling bottles of urine and feces that he disguised as whiskey and vodka. Oh, Taurus. <laughs> Can you just read the title one more time? A man has been arrested after he admitted to selling bottles of urine and feces that he was passing for whiskey and vodka. And he has been arrested, yes. Uh, so he's received a 70-day suspended... That isn't even that much. Is that that much? A 70-day suspended sentence for his crime. So this man's name is Nicholas Stewart. This happened in Blackpool, England. Okay. Uh, he's 35 years young, was the arrested... in their black market, all right. Yeah, apparently there's a big black market there. Uh, so Nicholas Stewart was arrested after being caught selling fake bottles of Jack Daniels whiskey... And Smirnoff <laughs> Vodka to Taurus for $15 a pop. That's <laughs> just a... But instead he was selling them bottles of urine, water, and feces. Okay, now, the Jack Daniels, I can see conceivably, if you were to shake it up enough, the that maybe, would st- maybe you could get the coloring I kind of right. I don't understand how your body works. I think that you would be able to tell. Well, yes, I'm saying conceivably. I could kind of give you that. The vodka? How do you pass off urine for vodka? Maybe he's drinking a lot of water and it's clear? That could be. I mean, maybe he's drinking all the liquor out of the bottles and replacing them with what the liquor has done to his body. (laughs) How much is a normal bottle of vodka? Things in England are pretty expensive. If you're selling them for $15 a pop, maybe there's like, sweet, I can get a bottle of Smirnoff, a bottle of Jack Daniels for 15 bucks. Well, after people started getting sick, a lab analysis... They drank it enough to they, get they sick? Test, they tested it. I don't think they didn't chug it. 
But the lab analysis after some of the bottles were turned over showed that there was no alcohol present in the bottles, but something more sinister. Yes, they were purported to contain whiskey and vodka, but they were actually water laced with urine and feces <laughs> to give God. this so-called whiskey color. At least oh, that's so gross. Jack Daniels. That is so gross. Um, yeah, they go on most uh, like obvious statement in the world. They're totally unsuitable for public consumption. Uh, hazardous and contain dangerous E. coli bacteria. So Stuart was involved in more than thirty incidents. Oh, what? Jesus. Wait a minute. This guy got away with this 30, 30 times. times? 30 times. Uh, so, At uh, that point, more power to him. If people are that dumb. Nicholas Stewart has been described as a persistent and troublesome offender. Now, uh, he pleaded guilty to fraud, but will serve no time behind bars. So he received a 70-day jail term suspended for 12 months. All right, so he's... If so he, he stays out of, anymore. If he stays out of trouble for 12 months, then he no won't No selling poop whiskey yeah, in the so next 12 months and... Yes, you can't sell anything for 12 oh months. Oh, my God, that's so gross. That's so gross. Now, Stuart's attorney begged and pleaded to the court that he said that uh, Nicholas Stuart only sold the urine-soiled fake booze because he needed money for food. You know, because there aren't real jobs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he didn't have to get all the bottles for this. To bottle it, probably, presumably it was sealed. Maybe these people weren't even trying to... Buy it unsealed. Sorry, this is a super uh, world of crazy oh, today. I'm sorry, this is them. so gross. Yeah, I'm. It's really gross. It's really gross. And plus, like, how is he resealing them? How do how do they well, look like they haven't wondering. been opened? That's yeah. What I mean, like, I mean, did you oh. do the old lighter trick that I used to do to sneak uh, someone legally distinct from me? Oh, whatever. It's been over seven years. Is that how it works? Sure. You know, when we used to sneak bottles of water in, but use the lighter to uh, like yeah. the lighter to light back up. Um, yeah, and then you reseal it. Yeah, that's to reseal it, mm-hmm. and then it looks like you have an unopened bottle of water, but really you have an entire bottle of vodka mm-hmm. of pee vodka. Yeah, you... uh, not pee. I don't know what you drink. <laughs> uh, okay, that's, that's. I'm just. I'm now. I'm going through like the the chunks floating in the whiskey. I just. I can't do it anymore. I can't do this. It's just sediment. I have a couple more stories. Should I do two or should I do one more? I'd I'd say one more. All I, right, I'll I think save we've kind of yeah. I do have to read this one, and I'm sorry, it's already gross. So I'm just going to prepare you. I haven't done this in a long time. A lot of people said you, this you, to me. You're really going to the gross level today. It's in the news. I have to do it. I have a penis story, and it's in the news. It's everywhere. I've had this sent to me many times. Okay. So we're just going to plow through it. Okay. All right. This is not my fault. Hurry up. Let's hear it. A wife in China is facing jail time after she chopped off her cheating husband's husband's penis not once, but twice. Feng Lung chopped off her husband's manhood with a pair of scissors after finding out that he was having an affair. She then snipped it off again after surgeons had reattached it. Why did he go back to her or anywhere near her? Well, let me While tell she you. had scissors again. Let me tell you. So the victim, his name Second is... Second time, that's his fault if that happens. So the woman's name is Feng. The man's name is Fan. All right? A man with a fan. So you're going to listen to me so you, so you can understand this properly because they sound similar. Feng, woman, fan, man. Okay. Fan, man. There we go. Feng and fan. The victim, who is Fan Lung, he's 32 years young, had previously used his wife's mobile phone to send his lover a saucy email from his marital home. That's just dumb. He used his wife's phone to send his 21-year-old lover a romantic text message. Okay, so he's not the brightest. We've got that. Well, uh, Fan forgot to log out of his account, and his wife, Fang, came across the message and several others and flew into a scissor-filled rage. Snip, 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 snip. Grabbing a pair of scissors, she stormed into the bedroom where he was sleeping and snipped off his penis. God, that's a fucking awful. Now, surgeons were able to reattach it, but the furious Fang sneaked into his hospital room while he was sleeping and cut it off again and then threw it out the hospital window. Oh, my God. This prompted Fan to turn on his wife, Fang, after she had cut off his penis for the second time. And he was spotted naked and bloody attacking her outside of the hospital because she had run away after she snipped off his penis for the second time, threw it out the window. So he came out and was trying to hit her. 
Uh, a hospital spokesperson said the first time we were aware of what happened was when someone came into the reception area say to say there was a naked man beating up a woman outside of the hospital covered in blood as it was streaming down his legs as he was standing there trying to hit her. He had stopped and the woman was taken in for treatment. And then that was when it was discovered that she had yet again chopped off his penis. Doctors and police officers combed the area. How, how long is this story? Combed the area thoroughly, but failed to find his penis. It's believed that it might have been taken by a stray dog or a cat. Oh my god. He is now in stable condition, but is extremely emotionally distraught. His 21-year-old lover, however, uh, who visited him in the hospital, says that she plans to marry him as soon as she possibly can, and that it does not matter to her or the love that he does not have in a penis. And that, my friends, is your world of crazy! Some things didn't even need embellishment. I just read that as, as uh, we need. We need to. That was one of the grossest world of crazies that you've had in a long time. No, that was pretty no. disturbing. <sighs> Every oh. once in a while, you just gotta do it. I'm sorry. These are the stories that are in the news. If I miss them, if I miss them, people are mad. If I read them, people are mad. It's lose lose. Just like your predictions. All right, I'm just going to try to clear my head. Clear my head. All right, we're starting over. We're starting over new. Okay. All right, you can do it. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right, it is time for a little bit of ball talk. So uh, with this, I do have some fairly breaking news coming out about somebody who's been in the state of Oregon for the last three years. Now... University of Oregon fans, I know you had a tough time the other night when uh, Oregon lost the national championship game to Ohio State. But there was one man that stood with you through all those times, all the all the great times, mostly ups, a couple of downs. And that man's name is Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota, the Heisman Trophy winning quarterback from University of Oregon, has announced today but he is leaving the University of Oregon and going to the NFL. Never to don a Ducks uniform ever again. And so in honor of all of those sad Ducks fans out there, I it's one picture, more blow. I picture John in his shop crying, screaming, I love you, Marcus Mariota! I love you! Marcus Mariota going to the NFL. All I know. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. There we go. Marcus Mariota going to the NFL as he should. In all honesty, the guy's. Uh, it would be really dumb if he came back to play another year of college ball. He is never going to be drafted higher than he is right now in the NFL. He's got the opportunity to make millions of dollars. He's. Uh, he seems like he's actually a pretty stand-up guy. So good for him. Moving on with his career and uh, leaving. Leaving the Ducks uniform behind. All right, moving on to ball talk. There's some other big news. This this actually broke yesterday, but it's still uh, still starting to. Like, it's not a completely finalized, but it finally looks like it's going to happen. The problem is this is a few years after this would have been the biggest news ever. So Manny Pacquiao, do you know who that is? Is he a boxer? He is a boxer. Oh yes, Filipino boxer. A lot of controversy surrounding him back in the Philippines. I think he's like a senator or something and owns like a basketball team. Gajillionaire. One of the most successful boxers of all time. Floyd Mayweather Jr. Do you know who that is? He's a boxer. Money Mayweather. Yes, he is also a boxer. You are <laughs> correct. Okay, that's he is all a boxer. I know. All right. So Floyd Mayweather Jr. Also a lot of controversy around him. Kind of, kind of an asshole. Kind of a theme with these two. But uh, there's been wait, speculation. Wait, wait, wait. For- Roidy boxers are assholes? I'm shocked. Shocking. So, the thing is, these two have been the best, like, lightweight boxers in the world for a long, long, long time. Largely, at least considered, from what I know, and I'm not even a boxing fan, but I know who Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather Jr. are. These two, they wanted to have them fight forever. Everybody's clamored for a fight between these two. They talk shit constantly about each other. They came close to setting up a fight, like, five years ago, and then they decided they backed off, and then each one blames the other one for why a fight has never happened. Okay. Well, finally... It does look like it's going to happen. 
Manny Pacquiao has signed off on his side for a fight that will happen on May 2nd in Las Vegas between Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather Jr. Now, with the deal, the deal with this thing, too, is that they anticipate, and it's really extremely likely, likely that this will be the biggest um, money-making fight of all time. Oh. I and mean, no Mike Tyson fight, none of the other fights in the history of boxing will be bigger, not even Muhammad Ali, anything bigger than this fight. It's so much so that they've, they've uh, worked out a 60-40 split of the revenue because Floyd Mayweather Jr. wants to make more than Manny Pacquiao. That's one of the sticking points it's always been. So finally Pacquiao said, okay, fine, you can have 10% more than I will. Hmm. You are that 20% more. The 60-40 split could net... Floyd Mayweather Jr., $120 million for the one fight. Wow. One night. $120 million. That's just on his side. I don't know if that includes endorsements or whatever. They also want to make it the largest ticketed event ever as far as dollar value to where the... It's going to be at Madison... Or not Madison Square Garden. Excuse me. It's going to be... I believe it's it's going to be taking place in Vegas. At least that's the speculation right now. Well, that seems to be the appropriate place to do it. And the tickets would go for... Uh, around $5,000 a piece. Oh, my. It'd be a $40 million take just at the door for the fight. Just the door revenue. $40 million. That's insane. That's insane. And that doesn't count the fact that HBO is who Manny Pacquiao fights for. Floyd Mayweather Jr. uh, fights with Showtime. Those two conglomerates are going to combine together to broadcast the fight online. I mean, this could be a billion-dollar fight. Billion-dollar. Easily. That's insane. Okay, yeah, yeah it's, that's, it's just, that's so much money. It's, it's ridiculous. crazy. Yeah. So that's what it is right now. It sounds like the Manny Pacquiao's people have said he has signed off on it, but they're waiting for... Uh, it, they said, in theory, Floyd Mayweather Jr. has agreed to everything as well, but it, so far, I haven't seen the actual news that he has signed. So there we go. That's the big news. Uh, and I, I will watch this fight. This, uh, I think everybody will want to watch I'll watch it. I, I haven't watched a boxing match since... Lennox Lewis fought somebody like 10 years ago or something like that. Maybe longer than that. That's the last time I watched I mean, I guess match. I would if it's on. Oh, I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah. Well, I mean, and plus, I guess I want to be, you know, part of a pop culture phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this is, you know, the biggest fight in the history of all fights. Of all fights. Yeah, that's what it will be. So there we go. We'll wait to, for more news on that. Moving on to Ball Talk. We've got two more stories. One of them is one of the weirdest things I've ever heard, and I'm, com- I'm completely fascinated by it. I'll tell that one after this. There's Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch, of course, of the Seattle Seahawks, the running back who famously, regardless of his on-field stuff where he's amazing, won't does not like to speak to reporters yeah. afterwards. He's in the kind of a dick. Well, Seattle fans, extreme Seattle fans, there's a there's some of them who don't see it that way, who don't think it's Marshawn Lynch who's being the jerk for not answering reporters' questions, even though he's paid millions and millions and millions of dollars, and it's in his contract requiring him to do so, the contract he freely signed when he was with the NFL, where you just have to answer some damn questions after a game. That's it. That's pretty much it. You're getting millions yeah, of dollars to do something questions. that you're amazing at, and then answer you a couple questions. You spend 10 minutes answering some damn questions. Not even 10 minutes. They, it's like even like five, it seems. It's so short. Well... There's a Seattle fan by the name of Wendy Bromley who has put up a Go petition at gopetition.com. I guess this is someplace you can sign up up petitions. Called Enough is Enough, Stop Bullying Beast Mode. Oh, So Marshawn Lynch, of course, his nickname is Beast Mode. The petition reads as this. As a 12, that's what Seattle fans call themselves, this is a 12th man. I am calling on the NFL to revise its media policy so that all players are given equal and fair rights as a human being without fear of financial intimidation. As a fan, I have witnessed enough harassment and undeserving consequences regarding Marshawn Lynch due to his very obvious anxiety interacting with the media. I feel and many agree that what you are doing is wrong. You advocate against bullying and domestic violence, but force your players into uncomfortable situations. She's equating oh domestic violence to Marshawn Lynch okay. having to answer a, how'd you do on this. the field? We did great. That's what she's equating this with. I have no words. <laughs> there it goes on and on. I'm never going to read the rest of it. No, you already made her sound like a total asshole. That's awful. Well, I mean, it's a pretty dumb 
I know there's going to be Seattle fans too that are that are going to be all on board this or are going to get all over me for saying this. But I'm sorry, that's his only damn job. No, is he to gets, answer he gets some paid stupid millions questions. Like, he can spend five minutes. I, Everyone has to. Part of life, even if you don't make millions and millions of dollars, and part of being an adult is doing things that you don't want to do. Sometimes, sometimes. you got to do things. Mm-hmm. The, the payoff for him is pretty damn good. But so far, <laughs> so far it has a. Uh, Excuse me, over 37,000 signatures. 37,000 signatures. Right there. All right, finally in Ball Talk, I've got this story. And I, Sarah, you're really going to want to hear this one. Okay. Do we need to play a little bit of a... No, it's fine. Okay. All right, this story comes from a divorce hearing that's going on right now. And it has to do with Kurt Busch. Now, Kurt Busch is a NASCAR guy. He's a NASCAR driver. I've claimed many times I know really nothing about NASCAR. I do know the name Kurt Busch, maybe because his last name is the same as the beer. But Kurt Busch is a big-time NASCAR driver. All right. Kurt Busch is getting a... um, uh, Kurt Busch's ex-girlfriend. Excuse me, it's not a divorce. Kurt Busch's ex-girlfriend, Patricia Driscoll, is accusing him of smashing her head into a motorhome wall three times, and she's filed a protection order. Now, as far as that part, I don't know if that's true or not. Like, that's what the whole hearing's about. He is he is adamantly denying it. She is saying this is what happened, that he hit her head you know, three times. Okay. What he is saying, though, is this. Uh, Kurt Busch is claiming that Patricia Driscoll... This is, is a, his girlfriend? This is the girlfriend who's okay. suing him. Is a trained assassin. What? He said that uh, Driscoll is a, a reportedly a trained assassin hired for assassination missions across Central and South America and Africa. He said he recounted a time when they were in El Paso, Texas, when Driscoll left in camouflage gear, only, ret- only to return later wearing a trench coat over an evening gown covered with blood. He claimed that Driscoll told him she is a mercenary who killed people for a living and had shown him pictures of bodies with gunshot wounds. And he went on and on trying to claim this. Now, on top of that, there there is a video of her, and this is where it does get a little bit dicey. Patricia Driscoll is the president of the Armed Forces Foundation, which is a nonprofit that seeks to improve the health of uh, military service members. But she's also the owner of a defense contractor called Frontline Defense Systems that provides military equipment to the government and private companies. She has a video out that's on YouTube that was filmed of her. It looks like maybe they were trying to like set up a reality show or something that was filmed some time ago called Pocket Commando because she's five feet, she's fairly attractive, and she shoots guns. All right. One of her nicknames, I guess, is Baby Rambo. And That's she ta- a creepy nickname. It's really creepy. Yeah. I mean, she's a creep, no matter how you look at it. But this whole video is just about her shooting guns, about how much she loves it, and how much... Uh, all this stuff. So it just it's, it's it's this long video you can watch called Pocket Commando. Okay. And that is that is where it's at right so now. This is just beginning. Is he... Cr- I, I, okay, Greg. I don't I know who's know. crazy. Okay, because I don't know. I don't I know don't, either. I, I, too, don't know anything about NASCAR. I don't like, know. Is this, like, him being crazy, or is she really well, he's, a secret agent? He's saying because of, the, because of the fact that she's a trained assassin, she would have had no reason to be afraid of him, and that there's no way he would have been able to smash her head into a motorhome wall because she's an assassin. She wouldn't have let it happen. Whether or not he did or not, I, I don't know. I have no idea. That's what the whole hearing's about. Who knows? Wow. But this is his defense. He's saying he didn't do it because there's no way she would have been afraid of him because she's a trained assassin and she kills drug dealers. If that's not true, that's the weirdest excuse I think I've ever heard. It really, it's so bizarre. You almost, you give it a maybe. Like it's so far-fetched that it seems like it could be true. Well, and then if you watch part of the video, which I did this morning, I've watched part of the video. I'm like, yeah, I could see her killing some people. She's, she's crazy. She's psycho. Hmm. She calls herself a commando mommy. Oh, stop it. Yep. Rambo Baby and Commando Mommy? Commando Mommy. No. So, who knows? That's what it is. I will give an update, believe me, every day that something new comes out about this. So, it's Kurt Busch versus Patricia Driscoll. There we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Pocket Commando. Stop it. Baby Rambo. Oh, God. Well, we do have a birthday that we need to get to today. We do. We do, and it's we had a lot of stories from the UK today. Yes, from merry old England. Yes, indeed. And uh, one of our friends who lives in England, 
Mr. Ryan. It is his birthday. It is. And it is today. And we remembered it on the day. Absolutely. And we even have time. Yes, because uh, London is, or England's like eight hours ahead of us. So it's 10 p.m. So will you give him another day since it's 10 p.m. and he wasn't aware? That's, uh, technically we got it in on time. With only two hours to spare, though. (sighs) All right. Because because it's... Because it's in England, yes, we'll give it one more day. Okay. We'll give it one more day. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy Happy birthday to to you. you. damn right. (laughs) Happy birthday, Ryan. I want to go to London. Yeah, me too. You know, if I were going to do that, I would probably go to funemploymentradio.com slash shop. Slash shop. Shop, shop. shop 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 slash shop. Just find that it's a super easy web page to find. Fun employment ra- funemploymentradio.com <laughs> slash shop and just click on the Expedia link. That's probably what I would do there. <gasps> that would totally be good. Mm-hmm. And then I would go there and I would buy all of my gear to bring over there at Next Adventure because Next Adventure is amazing. Greg, you would do so much. I would. I would buy some good hiking shoes from Next Adventure. That's probably what I would do. And then I would I would walk all over Europe. It would be awesome. Next Adventure. .net. You can go there and shop now. Uh, Next Adventure, of course, located here in Portland on Stark and Grand. They are the greatest people ever. 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 And send us an email if you've been going shopping there. It's really nice to hear from people. And whoever was left the very nice note on their uh, webpage, on their comments section, I think a couple of people did. That was really, really cool. Yeah, we really appreciate so that. Because letting, letting our sponsors know that you're going in there helps out a lot. Because then they, they realize... And then, even if it's just an email, even if you don't want to go and talk to somebody, shoot off, shoot off an email and just copy us. That would be really, really cool. We really appreciate it. All right. Woo. Yeah. Coming up later today on the Fun Employment Radio Network will be the Carl Show starring Jason at approximately 5.30 p.m. Oh, Alex Falcone and Bree Pruitt, I believe, yes, are indeed. today. Yep. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think a couple other people from the show, too, are going to be down here. Awesome. I don't even know who. And then followed by Geek of the City. Geek. In the city. Geek in the city. Coming up right around 7.30 p.m. Right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Come by, everybody. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.